Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJNow.com. I love it when you play ACDC, producer Michael Martinez. I just absolutely dig ACDC. In fact, I'm wearing a rock and roll t-shirt right now of the Scorpions. Took my uh, nine-year-old Karsten out to uh, the Save Mart Center about two months ago. He loves heavy metal. I did not push him in that direction, but he just loves it. We've we've got Ozzy's Boneyard on on. Well, we don't say Sirius XM here at KMJ, but uh, uh, he he does enjoy his heavy heavy metal music. Talking about a rock star, I want to talk to a rock star. Well, that's good because we've got one on hold right now. Talking about uh, Steve Hilton, uh, the host of the Daily California, available on Apple Podcasts, and uh, somebody who. Um, can shed a lot of light on a lot of things. And, and Steve, this is Clint. I'm in for Ray, but we've talked before. Welcome to the Ray Appleton Show. Great to be with you. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Well, no, I mean, I spent the first hour of this show, and I didn't want to spend that much time, but I spent the first hour of this show talking about how I had the flu over Christmas, and I quit smoking, and I stuck, uh, I've stuck to it. That's really impressive. I mean, I did that many years ago. When was it? Um, I was trying to think. It was actually when my first son was born, so uh-huh. I can date it to that. So 15 years ago, yeah. Oh, wow, and, and you tough. never went back. You. Huh? I never went back. Well, thank you, and it's, it's an inspiration. Actually, the audience was very, very kind to me today. They, they always are, but I had a lot of folks call in and say, um, you know, to offer encouragement. So I'm... I'm I, I'm going to make it through today, and then we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But I, I don't to think about it. That's exactly right. That's yeah. great. Well, good for you. It's really, really tough, but worth it. I can say. Well, thank you. And and Steve Hilton, what is going on now? I know you're here once a week with Ray. Uh, what's what's been going on since last week uh, in your world and in our world in California? And then I've I've got all kinds of questions for you. But is there anything you need to update us on? Well, look the the the. the We've got Biden in our neighborhood today. That's yes. really the big, the big news for around here. And what, what's he doing here? What good is he going to do? I mean, he's not far from where I'm a lovely town. I haven't seen the pictures yet, but he was scheduled to go to a town called Capitola, which I know very well. Yes. We've got good friends there. We go there often. Beautiful part of the world. Um, badly hit by the storms and the, and the rain that, we have, that we've had these last few weeks. Um, but the question is, what good is he going to do? What, what practical use is it going to be? Because actually what you've seen is these Democrats across the state um, who've been in power for so long not preparing us for these um, kinds of events, which are actually pretty predictable. They happen every now and again in California. We know we have wet years and then many dry years and then wet years. That's why we have water storage. That's why we have the state water project. That's why we prepare. That's why we have infrastructure. If you actually were doing your job properly, we wouldn't <laughs> be doing what we are actually doing, which is right now... 95% of the water that has fallen in rain is going straight out to the ocean. So if he could do something about that, then maybe that would be useful. My suspicion is the reason he's chosen that part of California to go to is it's not too far from Silicon Valley where he can throw in a fundraiser with all his big tech cronies. 
Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it must be tough to be the emperor because, you know, he, he goes somewhere and he gets uh, he gets um, crucified for it. And then he stays away from from other places like the border and he gets crucified for it. I mean, I would not want to be the president or or, or the emperor or, or whatever he is. Um, but that's he's, a great point. By the way, you make a great point because, look, he's here at the drop of a hat because it, le- it means he can give us lectures about climate. Right. Um, but look, look how he had to be dragged to the border to look at the crisis that he created and real actual current crisis he created at the border. Absolutely. It took him two years to get there, two days, and he's here in California so that he can go on and on about climate. That's what they want to do because it's their, it's their total religion now. That's all they ever want to uh, talk about. And, and, they, and the amount of misinformation is just stunning. I mean, that's the other thing. When you, when you hear the way people talk about this, this situation, I, I, I keep an eye on the other networks and all on the, sure. you know, people like NPR, unbelievable. I mean, they're talking about um, how we can, you know, what, what action can we take for climate, yeah. to deal with the climate crisis. And and, st- and and they connect it to these weather w- that we've been having. You know, Steve, say, well, electric vehicles. What difference is that going to make? Or, or I mean, it's just it's just it's just ridiculous. They totally muddle up these long term effects with actions that we could be taking now to protect our communities and property and people, um, and prepare for for the for the weather w- that we're going to get. Well, it's fascinating that you bring it up, and I apologize for interrupting. You were you were on quite a roll. Um, but you know, I I'm a I'm a local politician. I'm on a I'm on a school board, and I was on a city council here in town. And I've got friends who are in the assembly, and I've got friends who are county supervisors and city council all over the place. So, uh, Steve, what I'm saying is, I've knocked on thousands of doors. Yeah. And the, some of the doors I've knocked on have been in uh, socio socio so, economically socio economically disadvantaged neighborhoods. And I've yeah. knocked on doors in very affluent neighborhoods, and I've talked with people all over the state and all over the Central Valley. And I'll tell you something, not one person of the thousands of doors I've knocked, not one person has ever said, oh, Clint, thank God you're here. Can you do something about the weather? Can you please save us from the climate? I've never heard it, not once. And when I tell this story, it really, really upsets the people whose religion the climate change is. They become very yeah. angry. But I'm telling you, Steve, I don't know any people who care about it. It never comes up in conversation, and it doesn't come up when I walk precincts. Yeah, I mean, it is a religion. It is, it is exactly what it is. I mean, I've always said, we, you know, I love our environment. We always want to protect our beautiful um, state here in California. It's one of the reasons we all love being here. We want to protect our environment. I also believe that it's important to think carefully about a long-term energy transition. We can do that in a responsible way. We want clean, affordable, reliable energy. That's a great thing. But if you really want affordable, reliable, clean energy, then why are they so against expanding nuclear power if they really believe what they're saying? They don't. What they really want to do is push down our throats a particular way of living that they approve of. Um, and that's the other thing I really object to is the way that they're going on and on about the, they love, so, you know, these wind farm, offshore wind, which has terrible environmental consequences to marine life um, and, 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 the, and the physical environment. These giant industrialized solar farms that, that require the transportation of the energy. Meantime, it's totally contradictory. They're actually making it less affordable for people to have rooftop solar which actually I've always supported. That makes sense to me. That's like energy independence for your home. 
um, what's wrong with that? Right. But they're, they're actually making that more expensive because they, they, they just obsess about these, these systems of giant centralized control mm-hmm. over everything. And you can see that in their, in their energy policy as on every other area of policy. They just want to be in control. They want to boss us around. They're a bunch of zealots and Puritans. And they, you know, I mean, that's why this story about the gas stoves is so important. And again, it's another example of something that started here in California, a crazy far-left extremist idea that started in Berkeley, just across from where I live, just across the bay, uh-huh. uh, 2019. And now it's spread, it spread across California. You've got cities and counties across the state banning gas stoves. It's jumped across the country. Now New York's about to do it. Biden administration was contemplating it. Then the minute there's an outcry, they deny it. But they're already doing it. There's no benefit to that, to the environment, to climate, banning gas stoves. All it does is make people's lives more uh, inconvenient for people who like cooking on gas, as I do, restaurateurs who can't imagine doing the job. Can you imagine? Do you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Why are they doing it? Because they're just these zealots, these Puritans, who want to boss us around and micromanage our lives and actually, the reason for, for them do, pushing all this um, is purely to make themselves feel virtuous. Yeah. That's what it's about. Well, our guest right now is uh, the great Steve Hilton. He is the host of uh, The Daily California, and that's a podcast. And he joins Ray Appleton here on News Talk 580, 105.9 KMJ, once a week. And I got the privilege of, of having him on this week. Steve, stick around because you know what? It's funny when you started talking about the gas stoves. That was my that was actually my next question for you. Right. I've I've got some. When we get back, uh, don't go away, anybody. Steve Hilton uh, will be with us on the other side of this. It's Clint Infrared on News Talk 580, 105.9 KMJ. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Get Ray Appleton. Subscribe to the Ray Appleton Podcast right now. It's free. Yeah, we have a special guest, too. His name's Steve Hilton, and he is the host of the Daily California Podcast, the nonpartisan home for everyone who wants a California revolution. Hey, I'll take one right about now. Welcome back, Steve. (laughs) Exactly. We definitely need change. That's what I've been saying for so long now. I mean, we've got to get it together because I feel like there's a majority of people in California who are so sick of the mismanagement and the, and the cruelty, the deliberate cruelty of the Democrats who've had it all their own way for so long. Um, you know, we, we need change desperately. But there, there are, I mean, look, you, you can't blame us because Fresno County, where we are, and I, I can't speak for the other counties within the sound of my voice, but I can tell you, Fresno mm-hmm. County voted straight Republican, straight red, yes. Brian yes. Dolly for governor and all the way down. But voting doesn't really seem to be uh, changing things. Should we be more like San Bernardino County and vote to secede and just get out of the thing? 
Well, I certainly believe that we've got to have more decentralization of power. I've always believed in that, that, that you should have much more control. Um, you know, local areas and cities and counties should have much more control. Definitely, as a state, we should have more control uh, from the federal government handed down because there's so much that the federal... I'm going to be talking about this on Sunday on my Fox News show. Uh, there's so much that the federal government does that it's just blatantly unconstitutional. Shouldn't be doing it at all in all these areas of policy like education and housing and urban development, all these things. They're not in the Constitution. The Tenth Amendment is really clear about that. It should be handled by the states respectively or the people, to quote the Tenth Amendment. And, and, and actually even within the state, you know, we're a huge state here. We'd be the fourth largest economy in the world, and it's far too centralized. So I, I agree with that. But I think, look, if we really want change, we've got to win these statewide elections, and we have to do better in the legislature. And so um, that's something we have to think about very, very hard and ask ourselves, well, what is it when you've got so many problems, when everyone can see how badly the state is being run on every issue? You know, there's not a single thing you can point to and say, well, that's going well. Um, <laughs> and, and so many people well, that's agree with going that. Well. Right. So many people agree with that. And yet, yet you know, they, they keep winning um, uh, enough votes to, to keep control of the legislature and, you know, by pretty big margins in these statewide races. So we've got to ask ourselves, well, what is it that is putting people off, even people who definitely think we need change, but they're not going that extra step and voting for change in terms of voting for the alternative political party? We've got to understand that better and do something about it, because otherwise we're going to be stuck with this and, and things are just going to go down and down. Well, so I know that you're, 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 you're with Fox News, you do, you do your podcast, you, you get out an awful lot, and you talk with an awful lot of people. What are you hearing is the answer or, or should be the answer? Because if you add the, the, the not, no, no party preference people, the NPP yep. people, to the Republicans, you've got the majority, really. What is yep. it going to take to... Should the no party people be targeted? Should what's it going to well, take to 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 cause yeah. that that uh, that groundswell to to change things? It's a couple of things. I think you could look at it in different categories. There's definitely an organizational pro issue, like a, a, like um, the mechanics of, of of fighting and winning elections. Things like registering voters and getting better at doing. At, 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 working with these terrible rules. I mean, I can't believe that something like ballot harvesting is legal. When I first heard that term and someone explained to me what it was, I thought you're joking. Right. You can't be serious that, that what that's legal. Um, and it's not just legal, it's being pushed, you know, by, by the Democrats. Of course, they've had their own way on that for a long time. So we've got to, you know, in order to change the rules, we've got to get into power to change the rules. You know, you can't just, you know, shout and rail against the system. We actually have to change it. So, one part of the answer is get, getting better organized. That's, I think, a big part of what Harmeet Dillon is arguing yes. for as she runs for RNC chair. She's making that point nationally, but it absolutely applies here in California. We've just got to accept that these are the rules and win by these rules and get better organized, including um, on early voting, ballot harvesting and all the rest of it, plus registering voters. On top of that, I think the truth is that because the media are so totally biased, against Republicans and, and, and basically not even Republicans, just anyone who's not a far left Democrat, basically. Um, there's a caricature, a kind of fake caricature of what the Republican Party is all about that's, that needs to be countered. And, and, and they make out the whole time, don't they? Uh, the Repub if you're a Republican, yes. you're, 
you know, you're a climate denier and you're racist and homophobic and sexist and January the 6th insurrectionist and you can't, you don't care <laughs> about right. poverty, you don't care about poor people, you don't care about, you know, all these things they say were just complete rubbish. Um, but they've, because they've had such a monopoly of the media, they've been saying it for so long, I think you need to actively go out of your way to, to counter that narrative. And partly that's about putting it in the right way and persuading people. But it's also about money. I mean, that's the truth. It's a very big state. It costs a lot of money to get your message across. And so I think it's just a question of, of really getting organized and seeing what a big effort it is um, and, and putting a real kind of professional strategy behind that. But I think it's definitely doable. Well, Steve, it's, um, you know, I'm, I guess I could describe myself as being kind of a pessimist, but I got to tell you, after listening to you for a few minutes, I, I, I'm, and I, I hate to admit this, but I listen to you and I go, yeah, yeah, he, he's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you're, you're giving, you're giving people hope. And optimism, don't we? That's what right. we need because you can't, the way I always put it is you can't mess things up for this badly for this long. Um, as the Democrats have done with their one-party rule. And remember, I mean, people talk about the governorship, and, and it's true that, you know, it's, it's, it's a decade or so since we've had a Republican in the governor's uh, mansion, but, but more than that, isn't it? It's when, oh, but yeah. It's, um, but, yeah, but if you look at... But it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's like 12 years, something like that. But if you look at um, the legislature, that's 25 years. Oh, that's yeah. 1997, since they've had total control of the legislature. That's and a generation. Know, Right. And we know that m many of the terrible things that have made life impossible for small businesses, that have driven large businesses out of the state, that are messing up our public schools, you know, all these things, they come out of the state legislature. So we've got to focus on that as well. Uh, this is uh, Steve Hilton with us. Uh, I've got about two minutes and I've got to ask you because I just spent a little bit of time um, talking about my, my favorite news story in the United States right now, which is Congressman George Santos. I absolutely think, I mean, every day there's something new with this guy, and today they're accusing him of being a drag queen in Brazil. Um, <laughs> yeah, have you seen it's, it's It's about three hours old. That story's about right. three hours. you got to check it out. Um, what's going to happen with this guy? Well, it's interesting because... You know, the, 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 the truth is there's, there's raw politics involved here, which is that if the Republicans lose that, you know, it's a very narrow majority in the House of Representatives. And if the Republicans lose that seat, then that makes Kevin McCarthy's job even harder. So that's why, you know, he's, he's handling it the way he is and, and trying not to push him out. But on the other hand, you've got to ask yourself, what damage is it doing to the reputation of the Republican Party generally? Yeah. So what I don't understand is why they can't quickly get together and find a really great candidate uh, who isn't a complete, you know, fantasist <laughs> and, and has done all these dodgy things, who, who can represent the district because... They, the, the people voted in that district for a Republican. Um, so let's give them a Republican that they could they could happily yeah. support. Yeah. Well, it, it has been uh, it has been interesting to watch this because, my gosh, the guy doubles down and doubles down. And I was a volleyball star. And my grandparents fled from Hitler. And and now he's a now he's a drag queen. I mean, my gosh, it, I, 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 I enjoy the story. I mean, I'm not. I'm not hoping that people fail or hoping that people hurt, but my gosh. Um, our guest has been Steve Hilton. He's on with Ray uh, every Thursday. You can hear him here. Uh, excuse me, Tuesday. Oh, but this is a makeup. Okay. Uh, I've got a fantastic producer here that brings me up to date. 
Uh, but you can also find his podcast, The Daily California with Steve Hilton. You can get on Apple Podcasts. You can find it out there. He's also on uh, on Fox, Fox News. Hey, Steve, thank you for calling in. Thank you for being a part of our, our KMJ family. It was good it's talking with you. Pleasure. Great to be with you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, uh, Steve Hilton. And, and, a great, and a great take on George Santos. Hey, I do want to, I've got 11 more lies of George Santos that I want to share with you. Uh, and we will on the other side of this. This is the Ray Appleton Show on News Talk 580, 105.9 KMJ and KMJNow.com. Click the podcast page at KMJNow.com. I like my rock and roll. Am I wrong? God, I hope I'm not wrong. I'll hear about that. Um... Hey, this is the last half hour of of this shindig for me. This this Thursday afternoon is is winding down, and then we have the afternoon drive with Philip coming in. He usually uh, breezes in here around one forty five and puts down his coffee cup, and it's it's that's that's the time when I, that I have to reconnect with Philip Teresi. But I I know that the guy is absolutely devoted to coming up with good topics. So the afternoon drive uh, will take place here with Philip Teresi between 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock this evening, and then we give it over to Mark Levin. So lots of good talk radio coming up here on News Talk 580, 105.9 KMJ, but you've got me for about another uh, 25 minutes. And if at around 1 o'clock, before we went to Steve Hilton at, at one, 1 o'clock to one thirty, there were three or four of you holding that want to talk about George Santos. I abs or Anthony DeVolder. I, I absolutely want to talk about this guy because he's he's not going away. He he's won that congressional seat in New York and, and he he's promised that he's he's absolutely not gonna resign. And the speaker of the house, Kevin McCarthy, well, you know, there's a process for this, and I I think I gotta I, I think I have to support the speaker too. I mean, yeah, there's a process. It's called vote him out. And I think that's what his constituents are going to have to do. But my gosh, until they do, or until the guy gets arrested or, or something else, uh, it's going to be a wild ride just watching this guy in there. And I think there's a word that I found, a word that I know, but I, I found it here. It's, it's, it's fabulous, fabulous, a liar, especially a person who invents elaborate, dishonest stories like the guy in Catch Me If You Can. Um you know, walking through the airport with the, the Pan Am uniform on and the Pan Am girls, and he tells people he's a pilot, and he tells people he's a doctor, and he, he's just, it's, it's fabulous. He's a fabulist. No, no lie is, 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 no tale is too tall to tell. Uh, so if you were one of those folks that, that had to drop off the line when we went to our guest at 1 o'clock, call me back, 490-5858, or you can call me back on the 800-776-5858. We'll pay for it. Yeah, give us a call. I'm interested in your take. We actually had a bunch of good phone calls on that one. Um, this is something, look, I promise you one day there'll be a movie about him. I promise you one day there will be, and probably one day soon, because it's it's a really interesting story. There'll be books on him. There'll be a movie about him. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. We're going to be hearing about George Santos for a long time, because the, the man, I think he's like a, I think... He can't, he's one of these people that just can't help it. He can't help it. I'm going to go through, I'm on Vanity Fair right now, and while while I wait for you to call in, or, or maybe you don't, and that's fine, um, I'm going to go through this Vanity Fair article. And this one was written uh, on January 18th, which was what? Is that today? I can't even read my watch. My eyes are going bad. Um, 
Yeah, today's the 19th. So this one came out yesterday. Now, since this one has come out, there are people in Brazil accusing George Santos of being a former drag queen um, and an experienced one. And, and there are pictures. That's today. That news is about three years old, but it just keeps getting more and more fascinating. I mean, he just doesn't stop. Um, so here... Oh, this is a Vanity Fair article, right? It says, anyway, it's clear the next two years will be spent regularly learning that the representative from New York has basically never told the truth about anything and ripped off a whole bunch of people in the process. It seems important to keep a running tally of his most ridiculous lies and deceptions. Now, see, I don't think, I mean, obviously it's bad. It's bad to mislead people. It's especially bad to mislead your constituents and you're, you want to be... Uh, um, elected, um, but I don't think I, I don't think he can help it. I think that they're going to be studying this guy because he's 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 like an evil genius that can just spit this stuff out. I'm going to share some of these with you. Um, Vanity Fair says as Santos is clearly one of the shadiest people to ever be elected to Congress, which, given the people who have been elected to Congress, is saying something. It will undoubtedly be updated potentially by the hour. Here we go. Grandparents fled the Holocaust. Uh, he says, <laughs> he says, my grandparents survived the Holocaust. They were fleeing Hitler. He told Fox News Digital uh, because he was he knew he knew that people would start checking. Right? I mean, this is the internet era. This is not like horse and buggy time where you. Oh yeah. Oh well, I have no way to check. I have to believe you. No, this is this is today. This stuff can be checked out. Uh, but he he kind of started to to let people down or get get ready to let people down. He goes, well, you know, a lot of people who are descendants of World War II refugees, a lot of names, a lot of paperwork. They're changed in the name of survival. Uh, but a, a genealogist spoke to CNN and said. This is a quote. There's no sign of Jewish and or Ukrainian heritage and no indication of name changes along the way. CNN also reported that his grandparents were born in Brazil. No Hitler in Brazil. Um, his mother died as a result of 9-11. He said his mother was in her office in the South Tower on September 11th and that she passed away a few years later when she lost her battle to cancer. Um he says on Twitter, 9-11 claimed my mother's life. Um, NBC News notes that Santos has claimed his mother was a financial executive. Public employment records show only one employer for Santos's mother, Imports by Rose, a company based in Queens uh, that closed in 1994. Uh, there's also the awkward matter of documents indicating she was in Brazil on 9-11. Yikes. Okay, this one's great, and then I've got a phone call. Uh, volleyball star, one of the first lies Santos got caught was claiming he graduated from Baruch College with degrees in economics and finance in 2010. No, he never went there. Um, but then he said, uh, he, he told multiple people that he was the star of the volleyball team uh, and that he led his team to a league championship. That's from the, the county Republican chairman said that uh, Santos, what? This is crazy. And it gets weirder and weirder. All right, there's Troy on line one. Troy, welcome to KMJ. What do you got? 
hey, I think this guy's a genius. He's going to take this. If he even gets booted out, he's going to be on a reality show called Lie Detector. He's going to be the star, and he's going to make millions of money, of dollars. You know what? I absolutely agree with you. I think he's a genius. I think, I mean, obviously he's very disturbed, but there have been disturbed geniuses before. And yeah, he probably cashes in. He's going to do his life story. You know, they're going to get DiCaprio to play him. And like I said, we're going to be hearing about him um, for a long time to come. Troy, thank you for the call. Um, Let's do some more. Okay, volleyball star. Oh, no. Okay, I thought they were going to make me subscribe and log in to get the story. Um, The Ponzi scheme, uh, his employment history, which no, he did not work at Goldman Sachs or at Citigroup, uh, which he said he did. He said, and he never did. Okay, so his employment history. He said he worked at Goldman Sachs, never did. Said he worked at Citigroup, never did. Uh, but he did work at a financial firm called Harbor City, which the Securities and Exchange Commission accused of running a Ponzi scheme and was later shut down. Um, according to CNN, he insisted that it was not 100% legitimate, despite having reportedly been told that the firm had been accused of circulating fraudulent documents. So there's that. Um, in 2008, he was charged with fraud by Brazilian prosecutors for stealing the checkbook of a man his mother was working for, and then spending nearly $700 using the stolen checkbook and a fake name. He admitted to it in 09 and again in 010, excuse me, 10. Uh, and then he moved to the U.S. and just stopped talking to the, the police in Brazil. And the prosecutors in Brazil have said that they're going to charge him with fraud again. Um, an ex-roommate of Santos who says, I never knew him as George Santos. I knew him as Anthony DeVolder, uh, said that he stole numerous items when he was a roommate, including a scarf that he wore to a Stop the Steal rally, where he claimed his unsuccessful 2020 bid for office had been stolen from him, uh, just like the presidential election had been stolen from Donald Trump. Okay, he, he gets mugged. There's also there's good stuff. All right, um, let's take our last break of of the afternoon, and when we come back, I'll tell you how he got mugged, but never did. Um, and what else have we got? Oh yeah, I built a homeless veteran. We covered that. Oh, the pulse shooting. Oh my gosh, it says Kevin McCarthy impersonator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get back and finish this on the other side of the break. It's Clint in for Ray. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennig. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was, hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. This is the Ray Appleton Show. Get Ray Appleton. KMJnow.com. Click the podcast page. Hey, I'm not alone in this Ray Appleton studio anymore. Philip Teresi has walked in. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, I want to take this call from Frank. You know what? I think you should do two hours on this because it's the best story in America currently. It's it's the Anthony DeVolder, Congressman George Santos. That's not even his name. His name's Anthony DeVolder. I've never seen somebody who's lied about literally everything. It's 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 like catch me if you can. 
Oh, it's beyond that. No, and I'm saying, so one of our callers just said, the guy's a genius. And I agree. No, this is going to be a movie. He's going to be a, a, a news personality. Watch. This guy's going to make millions for this. He, he is absolutely an evil genius. And he... He's going to go to prison. No, no, no. Oh, he's yeah. he's going to get like a show. He's going to get his own show. Watch. All right, Frank on line one. Welcome to Cam J. You're on with Clint and Philip. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Hey, this guy, the more you talk about him, he's starting to sound more presidential. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is what happens when this is what happens when we compromise our values, and this didn't just happen overnight. This has been going on for years in this country. Now we backed ourselves, the conservatives have backed themselves into a corner. Uh, you know, they say he is without guilt for the first stone or something. You know, they're all they're all corrupt in some way, but this guy just openly is defying <laughs> the system. It just, it just makes me sick. Well, they, yeah, and like what you said, and thanks for the call, Frank. Thanks for holding so long. Um, no, but it's what you said. Like, we kind of need that vote. Oh, come no, on. No, we Principles. Do. We need principles. Principles, we need the vote. We, <laughs> we need the vote. What are you talking about? He stays, damn it. Have, have, a, have a new one. Look, here, here's, how I see, here's how I see this thing going down, okay? Okay. Um, this is not a position that the governor gets to appoint. They right. have to have a special election when he goes to prison for the massive campaign nonsense <laughs> that he has been accused of by every credible left-wing and right-wing watchdog on the East Coast. They're all filing complaints. The FEC, Aww. Fair Political Practices. This this guy's going to be wearing an orange jumpsuit. I want him to time. have his own talk show. I don't want him to go to prison. What's he... Uh, the guy is a the guy is a is a jewel. That, but he's a, what's he going to do? He's going to show up for a talk show. Sky's green, grass is blue. Yes, I, I would, didn't wear drag in Brazil. I'd pay to watch this man's show. There's <laughs> we we got to go. And well, I mean, about two and a half minutes. But look, he even employ, employed a Kevin McCarthy impersonator. Yes, this is from Vanity Fair. I've been going through some of his greatest hits. How he defrauded the homeless veteran. Yeah, and he. The this guy is- was trying to save his dying dog. That's what I'm saying. Like, you couldn't write this. You couldn't write this. That's how good this is. It cannot be written. It says, earlier this month, Post reported a staffer working for Santos would call rich donors and pretend to be Kevin Ma- or Bakersfield's very own Kevin McCarthy, uh, the chief of staff, yeah. to raise money, seemingly confirming that this crazy story actually did happen. McCarthy's attorney told the outlet, when this issue came to our attention last year, I raised it with the Santos campaign and felt it was resolved to our satisfaction. We need the vote. He stays. Uh, it, we need the vote. It's, but I, I don't think that it is in the hands of his uh, contemporaries in Congress. No. I, I really think that this is going to eventually become an issue of law enforcement. Yeah. And all the more reason that the party needs to get somebody who can be pointed to, even if the guy's not God's gift, just give me somebody who has never been demonstrated right. on record to have lied. Get me the most boring <laughs> Ned Flanders cat you can find. Right. Straight, white, old, rich attorney. <laughs> give me that guy, but let's just go through, hook him up to a polygraph, and just make sure. Have you ever told a lie? Where was your mother on 9-11, sir? Were, were your grandparents fleeing Hitler? I mean, even Hitler rears his ugly head in this whole this whole thing. If you if you ran into this guy in a bar, you'd never believe him. No, no, well, he's I, in the House of Representatives, which which is, makes it all the more remarkable that nobody in his constituents 
put their hand up and said, hey, <laughs> this guy's lied about every major historical event except his grandfather being Jack Ruby's barback. <laughs> Philip Teresi and the afternoon drive. He's already taken up space in this studio and he's going to be taking up space in your radio and in your head. Stick around. He'll be right with you. Hey, it's been a pleasure and we've had an awful lot of fun. Uh, Clint Olivier in for Ray Appleton. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'll be back when when the, the bat signal goes up in the sky. Uh, Philip Tressy, after some words from our sponsors and news with Liz Kern. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJnow.com. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.